Greetings from Tbilisi, Georgia. It's um, October 25th, Friday morning, and I've just had a nice breakfast that they laid out for us, um, staying at the Envoy Hostel, or Hostel Envoy, and got in last night, um, took a taxi, well, I was going to take the bus, but I took a taxi into town because the guy was like, it's going to be 30 whatever the money is here, which is about 10 bucks. So I was like, that's totally worth it. And I had eaten some bad ramen in uh, Doha. So didn't want to risk uh, a bathroom situation while taking an unfamiliar city bus. So took the taxi in. Taxi driver was really funny and was playing some like traditional Georgian music on the radio and singing along to it. So I thought that was funny. Um, and, uh, yeah, so came into the city and I'm staying in, I guess it's the old part of Tbilisi and it is just quite beautiful at night. There's like, everything's lit up. Um, even the riverbanks, there's like one side of the river is lit up like with blue lights and there's just, it just looks very like interesting and inviting. So I had a big grin on my face. Um, <clears throat> there's, uh, this, um, very attractive um, uh, customs officer pulled me aside and had me like put my baggage through the through the x-ray machine which I was very happy to oblige um, seems um, just seems like a really interesting city um, so I checked into my hostel um, it's a nice quirky little place with a patio outside and a nice guy named Alex kind of manning the desk um, Everything else is pretty standard, you know, bunk beds and everything. Um, it seemed kind of quiet. Um, I saw a couple other people, but wasn't like any kind of social or party scene going on. So, so I um, decided to um, just kind of. It was I don't know, like eight or nine. Um, so I decided decided to kind of just go for a walk around the the immediate area, and there's just tons of bars and restaurants and live music pouring out of different doorways and um, lots of little alleyways and things um, just looks like a really fun cool place that you could spend a good amount of time exploring um, uh, so I just picked a um, one bar to sit down at and um, had some Georgian wine I sorry I don't even remember the type of it <laughs> I'll have to get like a wine list or something for my wine friends back home um, but there's anyone that loves wine um, I mean I've only tasted one glass so far I'm sure I'll, I'll try some more but um, it, it looks like a very wine forward place there's wine shops and every bar has like extensive lists and everything of wine um, there's some interesting varieties that I'm unfamiliar with um, excuse me <coughs> Sorry, um, got a little bit of a cold. Um, so had a wine, had these like mushrooms and cheese. Um, it was really good, and then a beer, and um, just kind of was people watching and just interesting people. I don't know. Um, it so Georgia for those unfamiliar is kind of borders the the Black Sea and um and also Azerbaijan and Armenia um it's 
almost halfway between Turkey and Russia. So you get this kind of interesting melding mix of, of whatever, you know, these different cultures. Um, I don't know a lot of history right now. Um, I'll definitely look it up on Wikipedia, but, um, I do know that they were invaded by Russia a few years ago, the South Ossetia um, region. Um, I'm not sure if it's still occupied or what the story is, but, um, you know, it was a former Soviet republic. And, um, yeah, it just looks really interesting. Definitely put this on your list because I'm sure this is going to get more and more popular in the next few years. (coughs) Um, So... I thought I had, I thought I had eight days here, but it turns out I only have five, um, so it doesn't leave me a, a ton of time to to do a whole lot. Um, I, I was thinking about renting a, well, basically, I was thinking about staying in Tbilisi for a couple of days and then maybe renting a car for a couple of days and getting out there. So we'll just see how that goes. But um, I did notice on the way in there were like a bazillion traffic cops patrolling around and just pulling people over. I don't know if that was just like a one, one off thing or whatever, but, um, it got, got, gave me a little reservation about driving around, um, driving around, but, um, the traffic itself seemed fairly normal, at least when you compare it to like, you know, Lebanon and Cairo and other places where like, there's not a, not a ton of rules, um, and not a ton of enforcement. Um, the other thing I noticed is, um, there's these stray dogs around, but they look pretty healthy and they're all, all of their ears are tagged. And I asked, um, this woman who was like a, a greeter at the restaurant, um, what they're, what the tags are for. And she said that if like, if a dog, you know, bites a person that, um, they can, uh, they can like rep- report the number or something and I'm not sure exactly what it was but the the stray dogs seem more taken care of and more like part of the of the atmosphere versus like they're just random dogs just running around um like I just the the dog the street I don't know I'm sorry I'm going off on a dog kick but they seem like um they're they're almost like domesticated dogs that just have free roaming privileges or something. <laughs> Cause you see other people like playing with them and petting them and stuff. So it's almost like they're like community dogs. So that was kind of cute. Um, and I was like playing with some of the dogs, um, in the street and stuff. And that was kind of fun. They're really sweet too. And they're really cute. They like definitely like if I had a ton of acreage, I would take, take them all home with me and, make another uh, Territorio del Zaguates. Um, for those that don't know that reference, it's uh, from, it's a big dog sanctuary in Costa Rica where they just take in every stray dog and have this huge amount of land that they like run them around in and stuff. So, um, yeah, so what else? Um, this morning, oh, my bunkmate, <laughs> this is kind of funny, um, I was, you know, I'm, I've talked about how I'm always a little, uh, self-conscious when I'm sleeping in bunks, um, just for 
my possible snoring and other bodily functions and things like that and just, you know, don't want to piss other people off. Well, <laughs> last night my bunkmate up, up on top just ripped a huge fart and I like literally just pulled me out of my slumber and I like sat up like it was so loud. It was <laughs> so, I mean, I've, <laughs> I've had situations where I'm, you know, got some gas and I'm just kind of slowly leaking it out and just trying not to like wake anybody up or let anyone hear me. This dude just goes ahead and just rips a, just an, it's like, sounds like a, you know, somebody with a knife just tearing a sailcloth with, with it. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so I get up for breakfast and I meet my bunkmate, um, and he's actually a really nice guy. He's, uh, um, his name's, uh, Daniel, and it's kind of confusing, but he said he was Armenian, but he lives in Paris. Um, I think one of his parents is Armenian, one of them's Syrian, but he was born in Lebanon. Um, but then he's, he like lived in Paris for like 30 years or something. He's, he's probably in his late forties, early fifties. Um, um, got a shaved head, uh, and, and I asked him what he does and he's a, he's a shoemaker or a shoe repairer or whatever. So he, um, I don't know, he just, he had some interesting stories and he's traveled to some other countries. So we talked about travel a lot. Um, so that was nice, but I haven't really, I've seen a couple other people walking around, but I just haven't met anyone yet. Um, and the patio is pretty quiet, is completely quiet. I'm the only one out here. Um, and, um, what else? Um, so I'm, I think I'm going to take a walking tour of Tbilisi today. There's, a, apparently a free one that starts at noon. Um, so well, yeah, so we'll have more updates as, as the days roll on. Um, and just to kind of recap the last few days, I think the, where I last, did a podcast was in Wadi Rum. Um, that was amazing. Um, and just amazing scenery. Um, amazing. Just, I mean, it's, it's hard to imagine, but deserts can be, I mean, this desert just was so breathtaking. Like all the, the big rocks and mountains kind of jutting up and the sand dunes and there weren't really like dune dunes, but there was like, sand surrounded by these mountains that looked really interesting so the light um you know when it's sunrise and sunset just looks really incredible um and i think i mentioned all the like activities and stuff we did um uh which were great and um just being with the team was uh just fun and, uh, and always hilarious and funny and you know we're we're all we all all good people. We all get along really well. Um, so after Wadi Ram, we went to the Dead Sea and we stayed at the, I believe it's called the Karpinski Hotel, which is just this massive, massive hotel. Um, beautiful. I, I assume it's a five-star hotel. Um, it's, it's so big that like you can, it's easy to get lost in and like finding your way to like, there's like three different pools. There's multiple restaurants. Then there's the beach where you can float in the Dead Sea and there's, um, you know, a spa next door and there's, you know, and, and everything is like 
you know, you got to walk like 15, 20 minutes to get to, to anything, um, which was kind of weird. Um, like it was weird. I, I know it was like, I got more lost in that hotel than I did in like Cairo, you know? So that, if it tells you anything, um, but it was super nice. And, uh, um, the rooms were beautiful. So I got this like, like injection of luxury. Uh, we stayed at some nice hotels in Amman and where was the other one? I, I can't remember. Amman and Petra. That's right. Um, but this was like, this one took the cake. So, um, so we, we floated, well, we like hung out by the pool. We had amazing dinner. Uh, the first night we had a, uh, this amazing Italian dinner with a lot of seafood and stuff. And it was just, you know, a nice change of pace from the like Jordanian food, which we all love, you know, but it was just nice to have something different and have like, you know, hand made fettuccine noodles and like this like seafood platter thing and um you know it was just really delicious and uh um and then we let's say hung out by the pool and then we did the we floated in the dead sea so you basically go down to this beach and um you're supposed to float for like 10 minutes and it's and you don't want to get you just want to lay on your back and not move around too much because if you get any in your eye or your mouth it just totally burns it's so salty and I think Riad said that every year the Dead Sea goes down by like I want to say six meters which is a lot and you can see the different rings around the um, the cliffs and stuff like where like where it used to be and where it is now um, it looks more like a big lake. Um, cause you, cause you can look across and you can see Israel on the other side of, of the Dead Sea. Um, and at night, um, you can see the lights of Jerusalem kind of over the hills. Um, <clears throat> it's really beautiful and breathtaking. Um, but I don't, it sounds like it's not going to be around much longer. Um, Riad said that, um, there was this project to pump water from the Red Sea to the Dead Sea, but I guess it ran out of money, and there's so it's kind of just in limbo. Um, so I'm not sure what the the future of the Dead Sea is going to be, but it's it's definitely like receding fast. Um, so anyway, you get in the water and float for like ten minutes, and make sure and make sure it, you don't shave or you know, have any cuts or anything because it's going to sting. Um, and then we would get out and there's like these little, um, like basins with mud that you can just sort of mud, you know, get all mudded up and spread mud all over. And then you wait like another 10 minutes for that to dry. And then you go back in the Dead Sea and rinse it off and, um, for another 10 minutes and then you take a freshwater shower and um, it feels really good on your skin um, the the ladies were ecstatic about it they said they f- they felt completely relaxed and stuff afterwards I I still had some shoulder I had some like shoulder pain from just from traveling and from I think the build and stuff like that and it didn't quite magically heal all that but I d- definitely felt good and your skin feels really good afterwards um, so we also, Pagely had booked us like, uh, massages and they all did like a sort of a deluxe spa appointment with like a salt scrub and everything. I just went for the massage 
and had this um, awesome Thai woman, just like a 90 minute massage, which felt super good. Um, where she like climbs all over you and like digs her elbow into your like, you know, muscle knots and stuff like that. So, um, that was very nice and very luxurious. Um, I just felt, I guess when I'm around luxury, I just have this thing where it's like, I don't deserve this and all this stuff like that. Um, and, but it's, I I don't know. I just appreciated it. It was, it was a good, it was a good sort of, um, experience. So, um, but I am glad to be back in the hostile vibe. Um, it just feels more, um, I don't know what, what this trip is about a little bit. Um, so, so we kind of said goodbye to everyone. Well, let's see. Um, Liz, Katie, Sarah, and Paige all went to Israel and Denise and I, um, went back to Amman. So we said our goodbyes to them and, um, Denise and I stayed at the 1930 hostel, which is where I stayed in Amman before the build and everything. Um, and we, uh, um, let's see, we just went out for drinks with Uday, who I had met before with, um, the, uh, my friend Emily, who I had met at 1930 beforehand. And Uday's just a kooky, funny guy and, um, great to hang out with. And we, of course, again, we went to La Calais bar and, drank a bunch of Arak. Um, we were supposed to meet up with, um, Maxia, my Dominican Republic friend, but she just got waylaid and couldn't, couldn't hang out. So, um, so yeah, we had a, like a nice last night in, in Amman. And then, um, and then I just, you know, went to bed and came here to Tbilisi and, um, trying to think. So let's see, it's been, so the two, so on the 22nd, two days, three days ago, I've, I hit the two month mark in this trip. And in some respects, it feels like, um, it's gone by really fast. And in other respects, it feels like it's, it's, it's take, it's, I don't know, like it's like I've been away a long time. Um, it's hard to describe, uh, um, I've done so much stuff. Um, when I think about all the, the countries that I've been to so far and just all the little experiences and stuff, I mean, driving around Norway, seeing Allison and David in Denmark, um, you know, like partying and hanging out and meeting people in Croatia. Um, and then, um, just having like this really relaxing time in Greece to, this kooky, crazy experience in, in Egypt and then meeting some really wonderful people in, in Lebanon and, and then having another amazing, um, Habitat for Humanity build in Jordan along with a lot of really amazing sightseeing. Um, it just, wow, it just seems like there's been so much and it's hard to believe it's only been two months. But then on the other hand, you know, I think about my, my friends and my family and my dog and everything back home and seeing like the, 
the fall colors change on Facebook and stuff like that. It seems like I've been away for a long time. So it's weird to hold both of those thoughts in my head at the same time. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it just is what it is. Um, other thoughts, um, the th- thoughts about the future are starting to creep in, but not in a super intrusive way. Um, it's just, I'm just rolling it around in my mind and I'm having conversations with people about it and thinking up new ideas and, and rethinking like past ideas that I've had. Um, maybe I'll do a podcast just on all of the different things that I've thought about and I can kind of lay all that out and maybe uh, anyone that's listening can kind of comment on that. So that might be, I can't really do that right now cause I need to have a whole spreadsheet of them. Um, but maybe I'll do that for a future podcast. Um, um, yeah, so I'm having all the thoughts about like what's good, what's going to happen in the future. Um, but like I said, they're not taking over my daily just, you know, activities and, and stuff. Um, but I am thinking about it and, um, and I'm still haven't come to any grand decision or anything. Um, and I'm in the last, I really haven't had any major anxiety or depression for a while. I can't really remember the last ep- big episode or, or whatever. Um, I guess when I characterize it or when I tell other people, I just, I feel very even keel. I feel very calm and my head's in a good space. Um, so I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful that for all the, um, friends and family and other people that have like given me the opportunity and created the circumstances that have allowed me to take time, um, to be able to do this trip and to, you know, before the trip to be able to kind of just, um, you know, do some healing and get my head straight and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm thankful for all those people. Um, thankful to, um, Michael to basically took over all of the existing projects in the, at, at Fugu, um, and did so in such a gracious way and, and has just been, you know, I've just appreciated working with him for, however many years it's been, uh, it's been a long time and, um, he's just such a great guy to work with and, um, felt bad that I just felt like I just handed him over all these like problems, but he's been just handling it like so amazingly. Um, and yeah, um, um, I guess, so where I'm at now is just, you know, you know, just kind of taking it day by day. I mean, it's, it's part of, I think, I think mindfulness, um, if you read anything about mindfulness and stuff, um, to just be, to just be able to stay in the present, um, to just be able to experience things right in front of you, the good and the bad, you know, the, the fun and the frustrating and the, the disappointment and the, um, and the joy and all that stuff and just be, but just be able to experience what's going on right now to its fullest is part of mindfulness. And it's something, you know, on my last trip and this trip, I've been able to, you know, 
to kind of get into that head state for an extended period of time. And I think there's something really, you know, really kind of healing about that. Um, you know, like we, we spend so much of our lives, you know, worrying about the future, trying to forecast the future, hoping for things that may never come or dreading things that we don't want to happen. Or we spend time in the past, like thinking about past decisions or mistakes or regrets or all this stuff. And so we're just never fully experiencing the present. And, and that's like, what's important is like, you know, the person that you're talking to right now and like the conversation that you're having right now with that person and what their life is like and them asking you about your life, the, the meal that you're eating, the activity that you're doing, the, whatever it is, you know, whatever it is you're experiencing, just being able to be completely in the present. It's like, you know, at least for me, it's like balancing on a beach ball most of the time, but for, for whatever reason, um, I've, I think travel, I'll just kind of, I probably said this before, but, um, you know, it's less for me, it's less about, you know, checking off all the things that you do and see, um, like it's a list, a checklist. Um, but it's about, well, okay. Okay. I'll say it's, it's half of that. It's half of the things that you do and see, but it's another half is, is just this mental state that it, that it brings about in you, you know, having these experiences and not just, not just, um, um, doing, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm butchering this explanation, but for me, it, after a certain period of time, it just gets you into this mental state, um, where you're just totally in the present and I'm not worried about things in the future and I'm not thinking about things in the past. Um, not a hundred percent, but mostly, um, and, and that's a really good feeling. Um, it's almost like, I don't want to say it's a numbness to feelings, but it's like a, just a centered feeling where all this stuff is going on. Um, all this stuff is happening in the world, um, with politics and, and, and everything and, you know, injustice and all this stuff. I mean, this sounds now that I think about it, it sounds selfish when, when I say this, but, or sounds uh, apathetic, but it's not that you don't care about those things. It's just that you, you recognize that you don't have the power to change each and every one of those things. Whereas before I was like, I would take every single one of those things on board with me and just like suffer with it. And, and it's not doing anyone any good to do that. So instead you're just, you're just acknowledging all these things in the world. You're acknowledging all the strife and, um, injustice and negative things happening and, and political things happening and you're just acknowledging it and you're, but you're still retaining your core function as a human being to be both, you know, empathetic and joyous and have a good life and all that stuff. Um, and then hopefully you can identify some small way of like giving back and making the world a slightly better place. 
<clears throat> I think I mentioned in my last podcast before how each time I would do these builds, there was this wave, there was like this, this high where you're like excited to do the build and you're seeing all the people on the build and reconnecting with them. And then you do the build, you meet the family, you meet the community and you're on this high and it's like fun and you're joking around and all this stuff. And then for me, there would be this low where you're like, oh, well, we're building this house, but look at how big the need is. It's so great that we're like not making any difference. And then you would, by the end of the week or so, you would be, you would kind of reconcile those things and say, well, I can't affect all those other problems and I can't make, I can't fix all of them myself magically. But hey, we're doing this one thing and it means a lot to this one family and, and you just have to console yourself with that. Well, that was how I felt with every other build. And this build, I didn't have that, that high, low, high wave. I just had a pretty even keel wave the whole time. And I don't know that it's, it wasn't even a wave. It was a flat, not a flat line, but it was just, just a pretty um, non-volatile kind of emotional state. Um, so I was just sort of soaking everything in and acknowledging everything that was happening and acknowledging the people that I met and acknowledging the family that we were building for and, and the communities that were, were like invite us into their home to have dinner and everything and, and the teammates that I was working with and just taking it all in and not attaching all of these, you know, wild emotions to everything um so i don't know if that's better or worse but to me it felt more stable i guess it just felt more feels more stable or it's a sign that i feel more stable so whatever that for whatever that's worth um i guess i'm just gonna stay with that and hopefully you know carry that through the rest of this trip and carry it back with me when i go back to the u.s and hopefully carry it with me, you know, for the rest of my life, if that's even possible. Um, I just have to create some touchstones to try to, to try to remind myself when I, when I forget that, when I get into a heightened state or like start flip freaking out over something small. Um, so yeah, um, that's just my thoughts and I'm excited to explore Georgia. Um, and and if any of you are out there um, thinking of taking a trip, I would definitely put this on your list. Um, I have a feeling that it's going to get more and more popular as time goes on. It'll, it'll be like like the next Croatia or something like that. Um, so come visit while you can before it gets overrun. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's all. I will keep you updated. And Sweaty Yeti is out. <laughs>